Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Can't wait for Diamondbacks Rangers World Series. Just like everyone drew it up at the beginning of the year. What's up? Yeah, you said it. What? In March? Mm-hmm. I did. I liked the Rangers and the Diamondbacks. And here we are. It's exactly what I thought it was going to look like. I will say this, though, for seriously entertainment purposes. Did you know this is the first time that we had LCS games, League Championship Series games, um, go the distance since? Do you guys know? Did you see this? Oh, otherwise it's good. It looks like neither of you know. 91. No. Um, Kratz, give me your guess, and then I'll tell you if it's sooner. 2016. Go, you know, in between what you guys were at. 2000? Close. Kratz? 2002. 2004. Oh, that was going to be one of my guesses. Red Sox, Yankees, Cardinals, Astros. Is that what it was? Cardinals, Astros, I you? Yeah. That's your wheelhouse. You should know. You yeah, guys because, were good back then. Because. What? That's true. Because. <laughs> That's not an insult. <laughs> it had to be Cardinals. Uh, 2004 Dodgers won. Yeah, it had to be Astros. Okay, so entertaining. I would not have picked the Astros, but I knew the Cardinals were in it. Well, the Cardinals lost to the Red Sox. I hear and swept. Sweep, sweep. Bye-bye. Quickly. Real and quick. Who's ever lo- loses it? Who loses World Series games? <laughs> Easy. You ever lost one? Nope. What's it like to lose a World Series game? I don't know. I don't know. He I doesn't know. know. <laughs> All right. Anyway, well, maybe we'll find that out from the Rangers. Let's charge the damn mound powered by Tiza and talk all things American League side first, and then we'll get to the National League with Russ Dorsey in about 10 minutes. So the Texas Rangers didn't just win. They owned the Houston Astros on their turf and got to celebrate. And this is a pretty heated rivalry now. And also, the fan base was just loving it. Because Houston has just dominated Major League Baseball and regular season, AL West, postseason contention all the time. Obviously, you know, they've taken two titles out of it, and one of them is definitely scarred. But still, this team has been the most dominant contender, I would say. Like, the Dodgers win the division almost every year, but they haven't gone as deep into most of their playoff rounds as Houston has. So look at this team go. Early on, they cracked the code of Christian Javier. Max Scherzer, trade pickup. Wasn't great, right? Like, how would you evaluate Scherzer here? He pitched better than Javier. He definitely pitched better than Javier. He pitched better than Javier. Yeah. That's the main dude, though, right there. Oh, yeah, Dolis Garcia. He gave up – he went two and two-thirds. Uh, gave up two, got got some outs. The problem was this game was over in the first inning. I mean, the f- first guy who made an out, Marcus Simeon, hit a ground ball, which was telling. And then after that, it was just pill- – the Rangers pillaged them after that. I mean, they just – Five in a row them. reached. Homer, uh, yeah. walk, stolen base, long single, stolen base, single, single. Good night, Christian Javier. Game over. Game over. I didn't think it was over not there. game over. It was that's, game over. When you go up 4 nothing in the first inning or whatever, 3 nothing in the first inning. And then it was 3-1 right after yeah, that. game over. And then Brantley hit the double play, game over. I think in I'm a sorry. lot of cases, I think in a lot of cases it'd be game over, but not with this, with this Rangers bullpen the way it was going to be. If you said, okay, Scherzer's only, you're up 3-1 and Scherzer's only giving you two and two-thirds, you're like, okay, this, yeah, how, did, how did we get through this? Because yeah, but- it, it ended up being 4-1, four, four and then it was 4-2. So it, it, was, it looked like it was going to be back and forth. You had an opportunity to claw back if you're the Astros. To me, when the game was over, when they just let J.P. France hang out to dry, he just stayed out there forever. I didn't know he was going to end up being complete game France. Like, there was 
I couldn't believe how many batters he, he had. He pitched to face. an inning, didn't he? Well, I, you know what I was mean. Was it an inning? Yeah. I mean, here's but the also, problem. They, they had were trying to, be... to save arms for game eight. No, they, he used, <laughs> Dusty used them all. What are you talking about? Dusty used them all. The problem is, is that Dusty, listen, I love Dusty. He's not the best at these bullpen games because it's not the way he was raised and that's yep. not the way he's used to doing it. Yep. So for him to have to do this and to have to get Javier out in the first inning, and then he used Maton, who's one of his better guys that he loves, and then he had to go to Hunter Brown. My question is, is Arkady over J.P. France at some point? I know Arkady came in later, but the game was closer. I, and uh, when talking to Dusty, he wanted Arkady to pitch in those games, as he did in Minnesota game four and as he did in – this LCS game for over JP France. So why did he go to JP France over Arkady in that situation? I don't know. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to, has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. <gasps> no, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The only thing I can think is because he, it was a different part of the lineup that he didn't think was as good. Only problem was he ended up facing the entire lineup. Well, no, the problem is he couldn't throw a strike to start the inning. No. If you remember, he walked, what, two, the first two guys? It was funny. They kept showing him. You could see him go, come on, let's go. He was talking to himself like, let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Come on. We got to go. We got to go. Well, hell, by the time he got going, shit was over. That's tough. Moment got too big for him. It's tough, though. I mean. It just, he didn't have it. This is the, this is the issue that analytics doesn't see in bringing, having bullpen games. And it, it, I mean, it, this is an analytics fault here. I'm just saying that you, you have an opportunity to bring in seven guys in a game. There's a much better chance that one of them is not going to have the right stuff right away. J.P. France was going to have to face three hitters. You walk the first two. To me, I don't know why they didn't have somebody else loosening in that moment, but like it was just – it got away quickly because once he started throwing strikes, then they started hitting him. So it was – it was a tough, tough spot. It's not all on J.P. France. It doesn't matter. No, anyway. not all on was over first. in the first inning. A.J. just said it. It was. I'm telling you. So who cares? What do I keep saying? Score first, no. put pressure on him. Right? And then Michael Brantley. Love Michael Brantley. I do. But double play, first and third, one out after they score. It happens. Yeah, no, I understand. Listen, I've hit in plenty of double plays in big situations. But in, in that situation, it sucks for him. And that then it made it 3-1. And then they scored again. It was 4-1. You know what summed up the series? The two balls, game six and game seven, Kyle Tucker jumps, and they both, one hits his glove, and the other one just missed, almost killed that lady in the Burger King hat in the front row that had no idea the ball landed in her lap in game six. Like, like this close, both of them to catching them. And both of them went out of the park for Ranger home runs. Was it literally a Burger King hat? You didn't see her? She had her Burger King crown on? Oh, it was a crown? I don't remember. Yeah. I don't know. You, you she's like this. She's literally like this, and the ball goes. Well, there was a woman. She never even woman leaning over. There's a woman next to her leaning over in her lap. Yeah, and the girl, the, the one lady, never moved. She just sat there like this, and the ball literally <laughs> right between her legs. Never moved. That's a skill. Like if someone goes like this, and you know someone flinches, she wouldn't flinch. No, she, she wouldn't. I don't know. I don't think she knew what was happening at that time. Uh, what was it? Uh, the Harold and Kumar go to White Castle. There was a moment. It was on the plane the other day. Anyway, yeah, and you watched it. Uh, no, I was watching the game, but the person next to me was watching it. So I, I peek over. I like to it was, see what it was on someone else's screen. Yeah, not, I'm big on yeah, that. Yeah, but see, that's weird because what happens if you're watching a movie and there's like a, a bad scene? There was. There was. There is nudity in that scene. And you were like. And not in that scene in that movie. That's creepy, dude. It's you're on, you're no. a creeper, bro. She's literally sitting next you're to me. You're a creeper, bro. And wife wa- watching Harold and Kumar. Creeper. And the, the pilot goes. To make an announcement, so it froze on the nudity scene. No, it didn't. Yes, it did. Yes, it did. And they, there's an older couple, and they were giggling about it. It was great. While I'm watching game, while, what you're, was that? while you're creeping over his shoulder, I'm watching game six, and this cute couple's giggling about. I hope they both subscribe to foul that. territory. Uh, I, I don't think they did. I don't think they were baseball fans. Well, anyway, Jordan Montgomery is a dude. Okay, he pitched on Friday. 
He goes again in this series, in this game, two and a third, scoreless. He is racking up money right now. Like, where was he with the Yankees? They, they viewed him, Kratz, because you were there with him. And obviously, after you were gone, he was still there for a bit, and then they traded him, and he was pissed off. They viewed him as what? A four or a five, and now he is proving to be a one or a two? Like, that is a massive jump in how the world looks at you and how fucking rich you're going to be. Massive jump. I mean, I think you were looking at possibly like a five-year, $80 million deal. To me, I don't see why his number isn't in the 170 to 180 now. Wow. More than Rodon. Also, when you say five years, uh, 80, I think there was a time period where it wasn't even at that number for him with the Yankees. You're talking about even after that. I'm saying like when right before he gets traded by the Yankees, if he had hit free agency right at that time, Maybe. $50 million pitcher maybe for, for for three, four years because just of his age and eats innings. Because he was younger. He eats yeah. innings. I mean, I, anybody that eats innings like him, anybody that makes your starts, you're auto, to me, you're automatically an $80 million pitcher. I always use Ian Kennedy as an example. The dude just was 30-plus, 30-plus, 30-plus starts a year. Went and got his contract, and I think it was 80. I think it was 80 million at that point. But, like, you're talking about, like, doing stuff like Bumgarner did in his career. So you're you're talking about, like, he they, nobody has cashed in more in this postseason than him. True. But, uh, yeah, well, the Yankees said he could, wouldn't even make the roster. So that shows you how far off their analytics machine was. Uh, but he's been great, and he deserves it. Because not only starting every start he's made, and also then coming in last night backing up Max, I didn't. I didn't think going into that game they'd bring him into a dirty inning. They did. I thought they'd wait for a clean inning, uh, use one of their other relievers. But I mean, he was great. I mean, Adolis Garcia made himself a ton of money. Uh, all these guys, Evan Carter is going to be a stud. I mean, listen, the Rangers got a chance to be around for a while. Mm-hmm. Let's not forget. It's not like these guys are going anywhere. No, yeah. and we talked about it on the post game. If you want even more on this too, we we did a. Nice long post-game show right after it and also projected forward and just took a good look at the Rangers in general and how they were built. The, their farm system's decent. It's it's not like an empty cupboard there. They're, I don't know what it's, you know, quote, ranked, but it should be at least kind of mid-tier in my mind, and there's pitching there. I mean, there's guys that are going to contribute guys are back. next year. What do you mean? I mean, other than Montgomery, Evaldi's back. Mm-hmm. Scherzer's back. DeGrom, he's coming back at some point, right? Yes. I think Heaney's got signed a two-year deal, didn't he? Mm, I got to look that one up. But either way, I mean, I mean, either way, okay. Dunning will be Dunning back. Be back. Himes back to catcher. Well, and then I want. I mean, I mean, I you go to fir- Kumar Rocker comes back. Kumar Jack Leiter, but then Leiter. you go third base. Young's there. Seager's there. Simeon's there. First base. Lowe's there. Yep. Right, and then you go in the outfield. Garcia's there. Yep. Right. Evan Carter's there. Yep. The center Tavares field. Is there. Tavares is there. I mean, this is this right. is the same team coming. And guess back. what? They're going to add. Why? Of course they are, because that's, that's what, they, what do. they do. They'll add bullpen guys for sure. They'll pick up a, a high leverage reliever or two. And by the way, shout out to Josh Sabors, who seems like he pitches every day. And, and yes, Leclerc. Finally gave up a run, like Leclerc too. But like Sabors has a 104 postseason ERA. 104. Is, it, is I mean, that bad? That's terrible. That I can't terrible? believe that you look at what they did in the regular season, and then now in the playoffs, it's just a different bullpen. Especially when you can use Jordan Montgomery for a couple yeah. innings. But go, so Boris has been great. Go to the Monty trade. In the moment, a guy is not going to pitch for your team. He's not going to be on the roster. He's going to be the Taiwan Walker for your, your team if he makes the roster. Okay? So he's not gonna he's not gonna start. He's not gonna give be an impact. You need a center fielder. You go and get one. To me, that was a great trade for the Yankees. Obviously, right now, it looks like, you know, it's kind of lopsided. But in the moment, what Bader did, that was awesome. It looked like this was, like, at that point, they had won the trade. Now looking at it, not so much. Here's my thing with that deal. No, but he, but Monty pitched the Cardinals in the playoffs last year. Correct. So, I mean, I mean – it wasn't about that. I think that Monty wasn't able to be himself. I think it had more to do with the pro development of their pitching staff. 
because the Mets actually on the New York teams had the same problem. It's like, why was Zach Wheeler there for years and then became this? Why was Paul Sewald there for years and then became this? I think the Yankees have a similar issue. Well, Wheeler got hurt. He was with hurt. With the Mets? Yeah. He wasn't always hurt, though. He but changed. He was, he was, I remember he was, analyzing his free agent case, and they were like, oh, if they can get him to do A, B, and C, and then he did it. He he definitely has changed as a pitcher. Oh, 100%. He's nasty now. Yeah. Will, will we see him out of the bullpen tonight? I would say potentially yes. Rob Thompson said it's a side he's game. Available. It's, yeah. I mean, that's, I would say, he's I think, about 15 to 40 pitches. I don't it's think a big he's range. Give you two, two 15 to something. 40 pitches is a big range. That's, that's a big – Wheeler's like, I can go five. Mm-hmm. We'll get to we'll get to NLCS, but also for Game One now of the World Series because Monty pitched. Does Evaldi oh, start? It depends who they play. For me, it does. Okay, yeah. if they play the Phillies, you you run Montgomery out there Game One. Well, aren't the Diamondbacks worse against lefties too? No, but I I look at the Diamondbacks and I say, Evaldi can handle Carroll. Yes. You got to pitch him in with that cutter, yeah. right? Then you got Fam, you got Christian Walker. You got Guriel. You got uh, all these guys that are right-handed for me. I mean, Alec Thomas. Okay, he had a, one well, good, you know, yeah, a couple good swings here and there. You're not game planning for him, right? Uh, I think Marte's better right-handed. I think, isn't he? Or no? No, Marte's better left-handed. But still, he everyone's he's getting hits off everybody right yeah, now. Yeah, it doesn't matter. But right if now. you're facing the Phillies, you go well. We don't want Harper and we don't want Schwarber, so our chance is better with a big lefty, right? Because we watch the 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 Diamondbacks do it last night. What they do? We'll walk, we'll walk. Oh, if you're going to chase, we'll we'll find. But then when the lefties came in, he gave him fits. Saul Frank and those guys. So, I mean, if he plays the Phillies, I think it's Monty. And if you face the Diamondbacks, I think you go Evaldi and then have Monty for Game Two. Pratt's agree. Yeah, I mean, I think either way, you're you're pretty good. But that's a great breakdown by AJ. I think Monty throwing strikes left on left gives you gives you more than just one, two times through the order, and then it gives you an opportunity to maybe even pitch until, you know, until you face Marsh. So you're going like almost three times through the order. I like it. Discount code FOUL for 20% off your first order at TizaEnergy.com. Got it on the desk for you too. No tobacco, no nicotine. If you're a dipper, convert. Stop it. Uh, TizaEnergy.com is the spot. Stadium's Russ Dorsey joining the party. Russ, let's try and influence the vote right now. So do you think that the Houston Astros are a dynasty over the past whatever amount of years you want to call it, seven, eight years? Or what would your op- answer be? Did you see all the options we put out there? Uh, I, 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 I heard the options. So it's like, yes, no, they need one more. Or cheating scandal keeps it from being a dynasty. I think when you look at it, they've been in the World Series in 17, 19, 21, and 22. They were one game away from getting back in 23. There's two World Series titles mixed in there. Feel how you feel about the cheating scandal. I'm un- I understand on both sides of it how people feel about that. I think they're the closest we've seen to being one since the Giants, right? Like the, what the Giants were able to do, obviously three World Series titles, being able to be in that mix so often, and they had – kind of the the odd year thing where they would win in odd years. I think – I don't know if people understand how hard it is to do what they just did in going to the ALCS, the championship series, seven consecutive years. That's wild. And I think that's something that a lot of teams want to try to do. I don't think it's something that a lot of teams can emulate, even though they try their hardest. And so I think they're the closest thing we've seen since those Giants teams. So your option is, what's your choice? Because I'm picking another title. I still need one more for me to say this is a dynasty. I'll say yes, because I don't know if there's going to be another team for a little while that can do what they just did. Okay. Okay. And also just small clarification as stat boy, San Francisco is even years. Was it 10, 12, 12, 14, 14. My bad. No, you're good. It is. We we know. It is. It is. Russ, we know. (laughs) <laughs> get out of here uh, do you guys agree i agree they need one more i mean it's like the braves when they won all those titles in a row and they only won one world series people are like well they were great but they never really got it done in the big moments right well the astros got two and they got to the lcs seven years in a row obviously they listen they lost 19 in game seven mm-hmm. 
They lost 21 to an unbelievable Braves team that was hotter than fire. But most people aren't counting 17 as the dynasty conversation. Why not? That's when it all started. Because Because of trash cans? There was a lot of cheating going on. If you think they're the only team that was cheating going on at that time. I don't. You're crazy. I don't. They were just better at it. Okay. Because there was other teams they played. Cheated cheating too. just as much. Yeah, but just, was every team cheating? This is the steroid well, talk, which no. is a lot. I, I don't know. I, I wasn't. No. I had retired Perhaps because I couldn't every, handle the cheating. Was every team going to those lengths using technology and trash cans and all this shit like the several teams that we know about were? Or was it a special group that was like, we're going to cheat more because we deserve it? Hmm. Just the teams that won got caught. So everyone was? Whatever. Anyway, what's your answer? Do you think they're dynasty crats? Yes. 100%. Okay. 100%. All right, cool. They got one more run in them, I think. One more year. And then it's going to be interesting to see what happens. Right, Russ? Because Bregman, Tucker, a lot of these guys are after this year. Verlander, they're all going to be free agents after one more year. So then this, they got one more shot at it. Yeah, and I also think the if Dusty is done – who they decide their next manager is, I think that plays an important part in that. I know there are a lot of people that don't feel like managers really impact winning. I think some feel that they, they can greatly impact losing. Um, but I do think that'll play a role in like how this team responds. I think Dusty got the absolute best out of them. I think it was the perfect fit for both Dusty and for the Astros and those players who were in that room. And so I, I think they... I'm with you that they probably have a, one more shot at it. Like, they were one game away from getting back to the World Series, right? So I don't think they're just like, oh, this is the end. And Jordan Alvarez isn't going anywhere. Kyle Tucker isn't going anywhere. Jose Altuve has proven that he could still play at a very high level. And so, and I think I don't think we saw the best of Jeremy Pena after what we saw from him last year when he was World Series MVP. So I, I'm with you. I, I think they have another shot. But I think who their next manager is, if Dusty indeed retires – I think that would say a lot about where their direction is going. And we're talking to Chandler Rome, who covers the Astros for The Athletic, uh, top of next hour. If you're listening to the pod, it'll be posted as a separate pod. Okay, so Russ, I want to guide you through some social media action that regards the great Adolis Garcia. Okay, so okay. we'll let our director, Gab, just run us through. We've got a variety of tweets to show you. We'll start with this one that Jeff Passan saying the Rangers paying a nominal sum to the Cardinals for the rights to the 26-year-old with 17 big league at-bats. And then Derek Gould said that he was DFA'd by the Rangers, don't forget, on February 10th, 2021. So all 29 other teams, including the Cardinals, let him clear waivers. And the Rangers invited him as a non-roster player to camp, which I think is an important clarification because the Cardinals get destroyed for letting Adolis Garcia My go. My boy fulton Evich though. Mm. Yeah, I missed that part. They cleared a spot for him. Yeah. For faulty. And then David O'Brien had a cool little uh, tidbit. I remember when Adolis Garcia hit two homers. No, Adonis. Oh, sorry. Adonis Garcia. Adonis hit two homers in the first game of a season-ending doubleheader in 2015 as a 30-year-old Braves rookie. He mentioned something about having a kid brother still back in Cuba who was better than him. Adolis was 22 at the time. Adonis wasn't kidding. So it's I was a great on that story. team. Which team? The 2015 Braves where he hit the two home oh, yeah. runs. The famous Braves. They were awesome. We rocked it. We lost 100 games. And there's Adolis Garcia <laughs> himself. Yeah, you guys were awesome. Uh, really giving it to the world with the shh emojis. Um, it's like how many jelly beans in the jar? How many emojis? If you're just looking there, probably what, 18? Something like that? No, more than that, like 35. 35? Yeah. 20s. We probably got cut off. There was probably some limitation. We'd have to pay Twitter or something like that if you did anymore. And then we'll finish with this. There is Adolis Garcia, live look, just man on fire, walking through life, like no big deal. I'm going to hit five homers in the freaking ALCS and set all kinds of records and be the ALCS MVP. So how was that, Russ? No, it's so fun watching that guy swing the bat. From games two through seven, 10 for 24, hit 417, five homers. He's one RBI away from tying the record for RBIs in a postseason with at least four games left in his season. It's it's in a, it's unreal. And, and the tweets from Passan and, and Derek Gould about you know 
Adolis Garcia being available to a lot of different teams, including the Cardinals a, a second time. I think it just goes to show you that guys don't develop at the same rate that some of these blue chip prospects do. Baseball is an interesting game. And sometimes it's the, the guy that you don't think is going to turn into something that ends up being a, a star in the big leagues. And Adolis Garcia has really turned into a star when the Rangers have needed him to. Because I think you look at that Baltimore series, Corey Seager doing what you expect Corey Seager to do, what you expect a World Series MVP to do. And then, honestly, up until yesterday, we went three for five with the homer, wasn't really playing all that well. And it was Adolis Garcia that kind of picked his guy up. And you look at the past three years in the regular season, Adolis Garcia has been as productive as anybody, right? Over 30 homers, three straight years, uh, over 100 ribs the last two years, and has really been a guy, sure, he's going to strike out a little bit, but is up the walk rate and really turned into a dangerous hitter. Russ, think about, I know we showed Derek Gould, and he's the Cardinals beat writer, but think about who the Cardinals have had that they've let go away. And listen, all teams miss, but I mean, the Cardinals have missed Rosarena let him walk because of Schilt. Remember when he live live streamed the Schilt thing? That was him, right? And then obviously Garcia, Sandy Alcantara, Zach Gallon. I mean, there is a those are just the tip of the iceberg. I mean, you can just keep going with guys. Yeah. And I know teams trade away guys and they do this and do that, but that's you have those four guys in St. Louis right now. You've got a pretty solid makeup of a team, and you add some, you add some. Arenados and some Goldschmidt's in there, and the Cardinals might not have finished in last place this year. Teams miss. Teams miss. And, and I think they're, people like to talk about, oh, well, they didn't fit the Cardinal way, X, Y, Z. Sometimes the way we do things or the way teams do things or you get into this, uh, this mindset or now nah, we got to do it our way, sometimes that doesn't always work. And I think sometimes – it maybe might have just not worked out for those guys there, right? Who's to say that if they were with another team, not with the teams they ended up with, that they are as productive as they are now, right? If Adolis Garcia goes somewhere else, maybe he doesn't get to flourish into the guy that the Rangers have seen. You know, he really burst onto the scene on that 102 lost team that they had a couple of years ago when he was going to get all the playing time. They really didn't have anybody who was going to take that spot for him. Evan Carter wasn't even a, 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 you know, in a thought in their mind yet. You know, Josh Young was a guy that was still in the minor league. So he got an opportunity to not only play every day, but develop, take his lumps in the big leagues. Yeah, he was hitting homers, but there were areas of his game where he needed to, you know, kind of round out. And so because of that, he's performing on the biggest stages. He also hit some of the highest home runs you will ever see. Like, <laughs> that's one of my favorite parts about the game. The different types of home runs you'll see. You'll have your guys like Judge and Jordan hit them 460, 470 feet. Bryce has some of the most aesthetically pleasing home runs you'll see. And then Adolis just hits these just mile-high homers that sometimes just squeak over the edge of the wall. Sometimes they're going 440 feet but uh, hit to the moon. So he's, he's a talented player. He's a guy that has a lot of energy, a lot of flair. We love him walking to first base on the no-doubters, flipping the bat. It's it's really good for the Rangers, and I think they fed off that energy this, this postseason. Walking to first base on singles, too, not just on no-doubters. Like, hey, you got first base is 90 feet. Whether you walk or you run, it doesn't matter how you get there. I'm with you. I'm with you, Kratzy. Hey, got to make, make sure. Is this, is this a positive – is this a successful build of a team or a successful rebuild for the Rangers? I think that's a great question because I think I'm not going to fence ride. I think you can make a case for both. I think this was a successful build of a team. Thank you. Two years ago, they lost 102 games. That's not a long time, right? When you're looking at how teams, there have been some teams that have rebuilt for four, five, six years. You have a team that went from 102 losses and said, yeah, no more. We're going to draft well, draft guys like, Josh Young, Evan Carter, those guys are going to impact us in the next two years. Then we're going to say, you know what? $685 million we're going to give to three guys. 325 for Seager, World Series MVP. We're going to give Marcus Simeon, who many consider one of the better leaders in the big leagues, $175 million. Jacob deGrom, $185 million. And he won't even pitch on our team that makes it to the World Series. So I think there has been a, a combination of spending in the marketplace and free agency, but 
but also being able to draft well and plug holes when they need to, right? They went out at the deadline. They went out and got Max Scherzer, helped him get to this point. Scherzer was hurt. He didn't even, you know, pitch his best game yesterday, but because of the lineup that they had built, right? Being able to trade for guys that you need. You go out and you get Nathaniel Lowe from the Tampa Bay Rays, and he's really flourished in the last couple of seasons into being a really good hitter, right? They built that. That's not something where they're like, all right, we're going to tear it all down and we're going to move. That's not what the Rangers do, right? I I think they were kind of looking for how they would get to this point and then kind of scratching your head and you're like, all right, let's try it this way. Like, let's just say, screw it. We're going to spin big. We're going to make some shrewd trades and go from there. And it's gotten them back to the World Series. I love it. So on the other side, I feel like the Phillies have somewhat of a similar model where they actually rebuilt for longer and didn't bring a ton out of it. But then they spent and Dombrowski's been wheeling and dealing and here they are. Not that they're necessarily going to be a World Series ball club again. Your thoughts on Game 7 and also how we got here because I think many Philly fans in my mind are going to be fuming at Craig Kimbrell if they don't make it. I think they're going to look back and even though they should win a game, you have two games to win at home you need, or two games at home, you need to win one. I still think if they somehow get upset in this one, they're going to look back and be like, really? You blew two games, a closer who could be in the Hall of Fame someday? I I would say that I tweeted last night during the game, actually, that if you're the Phillies, you're looking back at that game three and game four, you know, the Craig Kimbrell games that you just mentioned and say, man, if we could have won one of those games. We could have won one of those games. We wouldn't be in this position. And now you're in a game seven. All bets are off. Arizona's like playing with house money. Nobody expected us to be here anyway. Cool. I have been very impressed with Brandon Fott. The way he pitched earlier in the series, I think he's going to give Arizona his best tonight. And finally, it was what we were talking about uh, the other day. Finally, Arizona doing what they do best. Be athletic run the bases, right? I'm, I'm still looking for Corbin Carroll to swipe it back here, but they finally played to their strength. And I'm wondering if we see that again tonight, even you know, as they've had success with that in, in game six. So I think the Phillies have to come out, have to play their best game. They got Ranger Suarez on the mound, who has been great in his postseason career, going up against the rookie Brandon Fott and, and uh, a young lineup, a young team that's kind of just like, screw it. We have nothing to lose. And if you're the Phillies, I think the pressure is on them now at this point to be like, hey, we're in our home ballpark where everybody talks about our home field advantage and how we can't lose at home. And, you know, we have our stars playing like stars. We need one game to get back to the World Series. Can you do that? Is there any chance anybody else wins NLCS MVP besides Diamondbacks win, it's Marte, Phillies win, it's Schwarber? Is there anybody else? that you see coming up and making some type of impact tonight? If if Bryce is the player of Game 7, I would have a hard time believing that somebody else would get it, uh, especially if, you like, if he homers and, and at, it's the game winner. Uh, not necessarily like a walk-off or anything, but like if he hits a, a three-run shot in the fifth to kind of push the Phillies over the top, I think that would probably be your NLCS MVP, which is ironic seeing as, you know, he he sent them to the World Series last year with that homer against the Padres in game six. So that's who I would put my money on, just knowing that when the lights are the brightest since he was 16 years old, that dude shows up, ultimate showman. And so that's that's who I would say would probably get my nod. In my mind, though, Kratz, I think there are three legitimate candidates based on how things turn out in game seven. Bryce, yes. Schwarber, if he has like a two-homer game or does something crazy. And Zach Wheeler, if he pops up in this game. I think all three of those guys have a good chance. No? By the way, I just love that everyone's just already assuming the Phillies are going to win. Yeah, it's over. It's already They already won. We're just figuring out how they actually win. Well, you guys haven't, I mean. I said Marte. I said said Marte. And then you guys both named like six different guys for the Phillies that are all the chance. I think there's three that have a chance. I think with the Diamondbacks, it would be hard to find someone else that has a chance to win NLCS MVP besides Cattell Marte. He has been a one-man wrecking machine consistently in this series for them. Yeah. Alec Thomas hits a big homer today. He's got a shot. 
That's true. That's true. It's a good call. He won't, but Alec Thomas won't start. He'll come in. <laughs> he didn't start in game three when he hit that one off Kimbrel either. So well, that's what I mean. So he needs he needs another homer and he could be in it. I like that. Yep. Cool. All right. Well, Russ is gone. Okay. We hung up on him. He's his bad. <laughs> but we do want to swing right back with breaking news. Ooh. It is shocking. Scott Braun's leaving my house. Breaking news. Oh, Breaking damn. news. I'm going to be the new manager of the San Francisco Giants. No, that's Bob Melvin. We'll break it down next. Well, that was quick. <laughs> Bob Melvin is going to be the manager of the San Francisco Giants. Hmm. Breaking news. Hmm. Right here on FT. That's why we do this show every day. Or if you watch three weeks ago. Oh, so we knew this for a while. <laughs> Should we post the clip again? <laughs> I'm just saying. I know. So Andrew Baggerly of The Athletic saying they're poised to announce Bob Melvin joining the San Francisco Giants. And apparently it was a very <clears throat> quick process that went down. Or was now. there some back dealing that we didn't know about? Could be. Also... Do we know if there's going to be a trade or anything? Compensation uh, for this? I mean, not according to this. They didn't really care, the Padres. They said, um, he also said, in a condensed interview process over the past 48 hours, nothing Bob Melvin said dissuaded the Giants. He is their choice. And then here's Dan. Can you do this one for me? Simborski. Okay, thank you. That was good. He said, I'm amused that the Padres basically said, we stand 100% behind Bob Melvin and have complete faith in him. But if one of our division rivals should happen to hire him away from us, we have no particular objection to that. What's going to be interesting is, besides the fact Bob Melvin is now with the Giants, who's going to be the Padres manager? Because there is a lot, lot of talent in San Diego. And there's going to be some changes this year because, you know, much like I had already heard that Melvin was not probably not going to be the manager of them anymore. He's going to be the Giants manager. There's also some rumors that there's going to be some cost cutting and they got to clear some money. So I don't know who's going to be the manager and who's going to be there. Hater's probably gone. Soto. Snell's gone. Snell's gone. We still have Darvish and Musgrove and a couple, you know, some other guys, but they went for it the last few years, and Preller likes to not miss every year trying to go for it. So I, I, it's Preller's going to lose a little power right now. Though, you think? <laughs> Is he? He just got rid of his manager who they didn't get along. Spending power. Maybe. He can't just go do what he wants right now. I think the Padres are like, hey, dude, we've been doing this for a while. We haven't had a ton of returns out of it. They've had financial returns out of it, and I think they've made it really exciting, so I give them credit, but the wins aren't there. So in terms of picking up those jobs, I mean, I'll give you candidates. First off, Joe Madden's going to join us in the second hour of foul territory. We'll ask him about Eric Kratz, his interest. Eric thrown Kratz. into the rumor you, mill. You keep throwing Kratz in. Like, I'm, Kratz, I get it. I'm I get gonna, it. You can I'm tell when you're wanted to your somewhere. Fam. What? I can tell when I'm wanted somewhere. Yeah. I'll give you. It has nothing though. to do with not being wanted here. It has to do with the fact that you might be a good candidate. AJ just wants to host this show by himself. So some days we're going to just give him two hours and say go, and you can't stop talking. I, I'd watch it. There, I mean, it depends on who my guests are and who I get to talk to. And well, if you don't want anybody working with you, then we're taking. I didn't say anybody. I didn't. Yourself. First of all, I like working with Kratz. <laughs> I want. I like Kratz being around. Why do you keep trying to pimp him out? As because I, he wants to be a manager. Listen, there's no secret that. Eric Kratz would like to be a big league manager? Not yet. I'm trying to help a guy out. Not yet. I mean, notice I said it's I like working with Kratz me. and not somebody. It's a not secret yet. to me. Kratz, did you hear the story? By the way, I know this is way off the – but I don't care. I'm telling the story anyways. So last was it last night, Scott was at my house, like wouldn't leave. I couldn't kick him out. Even had to call the cops at one point. Still couldn't throw him out because he's a squatter now. But I said to this lady, the doorbell rings, and it was a guy with a pizza pie. It was a lady with a, a pizza. And she rings the doorbell and goes, uh, I have a pizza. And I'm like, well, I didn't order a pizza. And she goes, for Scott? And I'm like, there's no Scott here. <laughs> and I close the door and I walk out and I'm like, oh, fuck. There is a Scott here. He's above my – he's he's in the Sorry, TV room. So I had to run back out the door and grab her and like, hey, no, no, just kidding. Scott's here. Can oh, I have the works. pizza? And then I had to get the pizza and brought it to him like a delivery boy. And she was like – and she was like, I don't want to meet this guy because there's no cheese on this pizza. 
and there's <laughs> yeah. no gluten. And in they the made crust. it wrong. And they made it wrong, they so they had to reorder it, it. Anyway, back on track. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, she did get a good tip. I'm a good tipper. So Mike Schiltz and Ryan no. Flaherty, yes, are candidates for the Padres. Which one? But then on the veteran side, which one's going to get it? Well, he said yes to one of them. Flaherty. Flaherty. Yeah, I think Flaherty over Schilt. I've heard people in the organization would like Schilt okay. over Flaherty because Flaherty and Manny are too tight. Too tight. Good. And then I, Buck Showalter's name's been rumored for the Angels. Wait, hold on. Good what? Hold on. Hold on. We'll get to that. Wait, what? Good. Good. They need good. They need to push. They need to get behind some horse there. Somebody. If Manny's, if Manny's the problem, then they need to figure out how to make Manny not the problem. And that might be... Let his buddy be the manager, and you'll see Manny in the office playing cribbage with him every week. Or you get somebody in there that Manny hates. I mean, what what if like to me that's the two options. You can't have somebody that's going to butt up against Manny as the guy who's going to be there for the next ten years. Whether he's whether he's the leader or he's not the leader is not you know for me to to guess. But if you bring Schilt in. He's had a history of treating people poorly, and if he's not if he's not a Manny guy, <laughs> Schilt's going to be gone just like the rest of these managers are going to be gone. So you might as well go the other way and let somebody come in that's Manny's buddy, and maybe you get the most out of Manny. Buck Showalter is really tight with Manny, and mm. I think managed mm. him pretty well in Baltimore. But he's also a candidate for the Angels job, which my advice to Buck <laughs> – Unless Artie Moreno is giving you partial ownership of the team, that is going to be an epic clash. Oh. Buck Buck likes mm-hmm. to have a say in many different parts of the org, and he's going to go into that org and be like, this is a fucking train wreck. I've never <laughs> seen anything like this. He will have so much appreciation for any other organization he's ever been around. Guaranteed. So, here's I mean, name. I would grab my popcorn for that situation, but... Here's a name for you that Mark or one of our... People work, that works on the show named for San Diego, Ozzy Kean. <laughs> Let's go! I'm all, I'm here him. for it. Text him. Ask him. Hey, Padres offer you a job right now. Do you take it? Ask him. He'll say no, but he wants it so bad. He's like Kratz. He'll say no. Text He's him. like Kratz. He's like a closet. I don't want it, but deep down, he really wants it. Ask him. Anyway, let, let's let's do Bob Melvin to the Giants again for a sec. Circling back on the manager carousel. Is this good? Giants fans are really pissed. At least you know I'm. Um, crowdsourcing on social media, they seem quite pissed off about how the team has been run now. They're pissed like, why can't we sign franchise players? Why can't we operate more towards the top of the market? Why even this year, when our team was okay and it was a wild card contender for most of the year, was it so unexciting? The brand of baseball, the lack of any type of excitement at the trade deadline, they did literally nothing. I think most of them are pretty pissed at the front office at this point. So does Bob Melvin help to fix this? I, I think he's a great manager. I think the Padres just had a tough year, but Kratz, wh- where do you read the Giants at this point? They were so boring in the sense of, oh, we just, oh, here comes the matchup and this is the matchup. And then you don't even have, like they didn't have, who was their best player on their team? Who was the guy that like led that team and was like the star that you can get behind. It's a team that's just kind of mishmashed together. But I wouldn't be, as fans, I wouldn't be so pissed at the front office because they made runs at guys. If if the judge if the judge option is a thing, they made a good they made a good run. They had a contract agreed upon with Correa. That was gone. Whether you think they did it on purpose or they didn't, I don't know why a team would do that, but. They lack the superstar. And so, to me, I felt like Gabe was the one who was like, well, I'll be the superstar. I'll be the face of this team. And it kind of made the team just just like what he did with the Phillies. I think the Phillies had built a good team around him, but he just ran it into the ground. He was just like, go run as hard as you can for five months. Sorry, the season's six months, but we're just going to do this this way. So I think, I don't know, the fans – the fans love their team out there, and I think the front office has tried. They've tried their best to get guys in, and for whatever reason, for each free agent, it's different. They didn't want to go there. Listen, 
Giants need a star. And Kratz just summed it up. The Giants need a star. They need a star. Whether a pitching star, Logan Webb has been good, but he's not a star. Outside of San Francisco, no one really knows Logan Webb that well. He's been good. They need a star pitcher, and they need a star bat. When the Giants are revving it, they had Buster Posey, they had Mumgarner, they had Lincecum, they had Kane, they had Crawford, they had Belt, they had Sandoval, right? These guys were stars. What's Carlos Correa? In the play- playoffs, no, he's a star. I'm saying okay, they had a chance I, I, at I understand. They said no. But they, I, that was then, then there's something they need to look at the organization and be like, why in the heck does team people not want to come here? I totally agree with that. Right? Not, but there's but something about, was going to go there. Correct. Okay. They blew that one Listen, separately. I mean, okay. Carlos Correa, great player. But with the amount of money they would have signed him for, if he has the year he has in San Francisco, it would have been a bust. People would have been calling for his head. So he's only had, he's had, it's one season. I understand. So but I'm saying, happens. but if he would have signed for 350 or whatever he was going to sign for yeah. compared to what he signed for in Minnesota, it's a much tougher division. They're not getting into the playoffs like the Twins did. They're going to grind through it and he's going to be hurt and they're going to be like, oh, here we go. So, he made Nothing against Carlos. He, he might have, but who's the star they're going to sign? Who's the star they're going to trade for? That's the question the Giants fans have to be asking. They're going to need to significantly overpay, which some other teams have to do, right? Like teams Toronto have to do always it. has to do it. Blue Jays, yep. Ken, Ken even talked about this on Fair Territory, the last one. He said there are many players that don't want to sign there right now for a variety of reasons, and that's okay. But you have to recognize that and say, how do we fix this? Throw fucking more money at them. Because guess what? If a player's not a huge fan of the city, if you offer him an extra $30 million, he'll suddenly be a fan yeah, of the city. Yeah, but they also need to develop. They develop Posey. They develop Belt. They develop Sandoval. They develop Crawford. Bailey. They develop Eric Linscombe. They develop Kane. Those were developed guys. Bumgarner. They need to develop better. Yeah, Bailey, Luciano. There's some guys. There's some guys that you're just starting Listen, to Listen, Bailey had a great start. He crashed at the end. He's a great defender. Let's slap. We can do uh, game seven, favorite moment for for me. Yes. Okay. Cool. For I'll go first because I also just want to point out we didn't throw this in there yet. First game seven ever in Philadelphia Phillies history. So that goes back to the eighteen eighties. Hundred forty first season is their sixteenth postseason, and they've never played a game seven in the playoffs. So that's pretty crazy. Castellanos had a great line. It was like, "Sounds like a lot of fun. What a great opportunity." And Corbin Carroll said. He probably wasn't going to sleep. So we'll see what happens. I'm sure Wheeler will pop up in that game. For me, my game seven moment, Red Sox, Yanks. I'm glad AJ had to bounce early because he would have been like, Homer. He said that to me in the text. I'm like, Homer, what? Because I live in the same city as Johnny Damon. What does that have to do with anything? So I just, I thought that this was the dagger, right? Red Sox up 2-0 in the second. Grand slam from Damon. I can remember exactly where I was at this point. It was a long-ass time ago. And I can just remember the shock factor because up until that point, you're like, yeah, it's cute. It's cool. But nobody comes back from 3-0. And then once that happened, I, I freaked out. I was like, okay, this is happening. A team's going to win four games in a row. And that's how life works. So just thought the moment was shocking. They actually, after some really tight situations and games, they actually handled them pretty early on, right? And for me, that's the one that stands out. I just always remember where I was, what I was saying, the whole deal. And at this point, it was basically 20 years ago. What do you got? I remember where I was for that. I was down in Florida. I remember where I was staying up to watch that game, to drive down to Florida, the game the game when they were down 3-0. I stayed up, and then I drove all night to to Florida. That was a bad choice. But anyway, yeah, that was, that was a grind. But I'll never remember it. My game was just the one that we just had on with Joe Madden, the 2016 Cubs. Rajay Davis's home run. Like, I just – I felt like I had such a connection with that home run because earlier, like three years earlier, I'd hit a home run off a of Chappie. And I'm like, wow, it's possible I could have done that. And then just like, like I'm getting chills just seeing everybody reacting. Like I love watching reactions of fans and teammates. Like there's no, there's no choreographed dances there. There's dudes standing up giving like double high fives and jumping up and down. Like – that moment, while they didn't end up winning, and Cleveland fans will just, you know, continue to live on this pain. 
it was such an incredible game for me, capped off by that moment. Yeah, okay, the the Cubs ended up winning. That's cool for Cubs fans, but that moment was it was it was awesome for me. Yeah, and that's recent. Yeah, and that game was insane. That series was insane and very timely with with Joe on just now. What do you got on your head? Oh, Blue Jays took me eight years as a minor leaguer, never made it up, got sent away to the Pirates and then the Phillies, and then the Blue Jays traded me back, and I finally got to wear a real Blue Jays hat as number 31. Beautiful. That's a crisp blue. It's better than that a lot of the blue. other Blue Jays alternates that you have had not to rock. Same. So Yeah, no, it's not, not the same. same. That's your gamer. That's your Game 7 gamer. I had a Which, lot of Blue Jays hats because I was mm -hmm. going up and down that year. <laughs> I think it was seven times I got sent up and down. So e almost each time, you know, oh, my hats were in Buffalo. We were on the road. I got called up. I need another hat. And they were just like, whoop, always just giving me new hats. Little do they know how much they would be contributing to the end of the oh, show every single yeah. day. We will see everyone on Foul Territory's YouTube channel. Yes, right here, live, after NLCS, Game 7, Diamondbacks, Phillies, the post-game show, the real post-game show right here. We'll see you then. Hey, get in on the action with the FT fam at BetMGM. New customers use the bonus code FOUL, F-O-U-L, for a $1,500 first bet offer. Download the BetMGM Sportsbook app on iOS or Android or visit BetMGM.com. Sign up and deposit at least $10 into your BetMGM Sportsbook account. Place your first wager and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if the bet loses. If that bet does lose, your bonus bets will be available once your initial wager is settled. Gambling problem or concern? Call 1-800-GAMBLING. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.